and look at a lot of organizations that try to do everything on their own. And you just described it, right? This luxury of us being able to come to the table and provide a different lens to that, that we know from working together makes the product better. Are you tapping into the power of community? Why not? Join us for Let's Talk Community, where George and his guests discuss the communities they belong to and how they've tapped the power. We all have communities we belong to, and we can easily tap into them to grow our business, advance our careers, make changes in our personal lives, and of course, in our relationships. Join us. You might learn something. Hello, everyone. This is George Diaz, and I'm bringing you another episode of Let's Talk Community, a podcast where we talk about community and the power it has to uh, enhance our life, our business, and our relationships. And today, my guest is Lee Dale. Lee, how are you doing? Fantastic, George. Thanks so much for having me. No, thanks for joining us. Um, And Lee and I met a year and a half ago where Lucia, who's a person we know in common, she calls me because we years ago, we had done an automation project using Infusionsoft. And she says, George, I'm working with a client who needs Infusionsoft. And it really came out of nowhere. I mean, it's one of those, you know, let's call it a lead that was like, oh, wow, look at that. And she introduced me to Lee because his expertise is on the front end side of learning. And I'll tell you, I won't do it justice. He's going to tell you more about it. And we worked together for a good year on this project. So, Lee, what, tell people a little bit more about your background. Yeah, thanks again, George. Uh, you, you know, we're, I'm remembering fondly our, our uh, introduction and the chance to work together on this particular project. And, uh, you know, we've been doing a fair number of uh, educational projects over the last uh, few years now. And it's, it's, uh, it's really exciting for us to have the opportunity to connect with uh, content and opportunities for people to learn and grow and help shape that. So that, that is uh, a key part of our work. And, and the work that we did together was looking at what is the learning program uh, what are the the opportunities for people to engage with that content, and how can we, how can we make that experience as fulfilling and enriching as possible? Uh, and that speaks to some of our other work that we do with uh, user experience and, and digital products, and and really helping people get the most out of any engagement they have with a with a product or service. Right, and, and it's interesting. We've never worked together before, but um, we're on opposite sides of kind of similar. You know, I think we we build a lot of courses, we build a lot of online programs, membership sites, and he's about the experience on the front end. So it was actually a really great compliment because, um, you know, we don't usually have that, I want to say, luxury of having people with that skill set. So we were talking a couple of weeks ago, and I told him about our community uh, project, and he was going, hey, I've got a few things to say. So that's why I invited him over onto the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we've already introduced one of these concepts, right, as this idea that, uh, you know, Lucia being a a mutual uh, contact who we've had the chance to work with before, recognized the circumstance where where a client came to Lucia with a unique challenge, and it was multifaceted. And you can look at a lot of organizations that, you know, try to do everything, try to do everything on their own. And, And you just described it, right, this luxury of us being able to come to the table and look at the front end and look at the learning experience and and provide a different lens to that, that that we know from working together makes the product better, makes the outcome better, makes the learning program better in that case. 
and that helps the client. It helps you. It helps. It helps me and and Lucia and her role uh, facilitating uh, the the marketing and and uh, other aspects of of getting this product out there. Right, and and, and that's and by the yeah. way, one thing that was really key is that we could have gone into this as competitors. Right. Uh, and there isn't. I mean, now that we know each other better, our our overlap isn't that big. But a, a lot of people come into projects, and it's more like, you know guns out let's make sure you know let's let's set up our territory and and let's not let people cross boundaries um we didn't go in i mean that's not the way i do business i mean i'd prefer matter of fact we've worked very closely with very close competitors that have a ton of overlap and it's worked really well i find that that community approach it, it just works better and boy it's a lot less stressful too yeah, and I, you know what? I think that comes from from knowing your strengths, right? The the idea that we should do everything on our own and we should control and and own and obviously take take the revenue and the value of everything. You know, when you see a dollar sign, maybe that that's compelling. But when you think about building towards long term success and and having a the joy of working on really impactful and successful projects, that comes from working with people with different backgrounds and different capabilities that you can learn from. And that helps you get better at the thing that you focus on and it helps you get better results. So for us, uh, you know, we've never had that attitude. Uh, we've been doing this for, for over a decade now, and, and we always look to work with people to have opportunities to share uh, learning and, and share capability and grow our capability through that. But it comes from knowing what you're best at and being able to find other people who are amazing at what they do and better than you at, at certain things. Right, right. And, and by the way, you're, you guys are hands down much better at front end design and, uh, you know, the, the, the experience than we are. And by the way, this was a project that we, we were stretched resource wise to deliver on our end anyway. And, and we don't really even have team members that are definitely as competent on your stuff. Um, if we had had them available. Yeah, doesn't that say something important, right? Is is that you know that becomes part of the opportunity is is you can actually take on more and get better results if you're partnering with people. And that is uh there's so much to gain from from that perspective and how we kind of come to the table and say what's the best outcome that we can reach by working with people who can support us? And by doing that, it means that we can then go out and get other work that is better suited to us. Yeah, and that's a good of, way to put it. There's that. And, there, and there's also a momentum that, that this is the, the insight that's come from this perspective that's been building for us over the last you know, three to five years. Almost every time we've worked with someone who we've not worked with before, who's collaborated on a project with us, we've been able to have a follow-up conversation and usually within six months on another project. So if you think about that idea that, that, that if you had tried to, you know, take on everything yourself as a business owner, and then it's on you always to have the next conversation on the business development point of view, the next conversation. Yeah. But if you can broaden your network of people who recognize your, your, your worth and your value and your capability, they know you're an expert. They know you're more of an expert than you are, right? If we need Infusionsoft work, I know exactly who to call. And if you're looking for, for <coughs> some support and, and, and shaping a, a learning program, you know that you can lean on us, especially when you're busy. So that network that you build is invaluable. Yeah, yeah. Now, 
before we were we started the call, we were talking about we're, we're both business owners. We, we run small businesses and we were talking about the fact that you can really get lonely, alone, isolated. And, and that's part of what I think a lot of us entrepreneurs need to fight or, or find a way out. And, and you had some really cool uh, insight on that. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a kind of standard place that you end up with, uh, especially as a small business, especially if you're if you're just a founder, maybe a founder, a co-founder. Oh, right. And, and especially if you don't have a co-founder, because if you had a founder, at least you could bounce off each other. I don't. I can't share with my team members. Issue, hey, payroll is tight this week. You know, there are certain things that you just can't, you know, if you had an a community of other business owners, that's very different. And so you you can really go into isolation on top of the fact that sometimes you're just so busy, isolation just tends to come naturally. Yeah, isn't that a part of it too? This idea that where do I find the time? And, uh, you know, there are a few things that that I know that uh, really resources or, or communities that are available to to any of us. And I've been very, very fortunate over the last few years that I've been participating in a professional community for CEOs and, and, and people who are running organizations where uh, it's a series of, of, of CEOs from different backgrounds. It's through in the United States, uh, an organization called Vistage International or Vistage.com. And in Canada, it's called Tech Canada, T-E-C. And, uh, you know, participating in that program has given me both a consistency of access to have these kinds of conversations uh, where we meet on a on a, a minimum monthly basis and then the really amazing thing uh, aside from the community that gets built and the ability to lean on other people who who are either in the exact same position as you are or who've been there before is we also go through uh, training and upskilling uh, throughout the year with a series of different programs where we can choose together topics, but but we really dive deep into operational practices and business practices. I think for an entrepreneur who who is starting to find their footing, it's an amazing program because usually what I found is that entrepreneurs like like you and I and and, and I know your your story coming, you know, from IT through sales to where you are today. For myself, I'm coming from a creative space, and most people who start almost any small business want to make the thing they love or, or do the work they love. And it's usually some kind of creative or product or output. And the business side of things is typically a learning exercise. Right. And, and by the way, this is true for lawyers and accountants. You know, you're good at what you do. And that's very different from running a business. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter what the service is. There's still all this other business stuff that you hadn't considered before. Even a freelancer is in the same position where, wait a minute, I, I need to do the work, but I also need to get the next job. And so, uh, you know, a program like that, that that's professional and, and has a methodology behind it, helps you upskill in those areas that you may not be familiar with. So that's one avenue. But uh one of the other places where I've seen uh, a lot of community engagement and a lot of growth that, that is kind of less of a com- commitment or maybe less structured, but also less cost, there are a number of Slack groups. And there's been, there was this proliferation of Slack groups over the last five years of people, because yeah. you can have a free Slack community where you don't pay Slack any money, 
Uh, people have just been dumping in what for us, George, in our uh, wise number of years that we've been on this planet, we're familiar with message forums and you know the the early versions of the internet. Listservs. Listservs even before then, exactly. So that was community in 1990s. It was listservs, and then it segued in, into into message forums. And now all of these communities are forming on Slack. And it's not that you can find them through Slack, but you can find them on the internet. Whether you're looking to connect with your peers or connect with uh, people in a in a particular lens of of problem solving, and you can find these really rich groups that you can uh, participate in and, yeah, and, and join the topics. And they substitute, you know, it's interesting because if, if I go back, you know, if, if I were to, my grandfather's passed away, but if he, he was a businessman. If I would talk to him, he would talk about, no, because we would get together with, you know, and, and this would be at a coffee shop or, you know, something else. And, you know, today I'm very active in various just Facebook groups where people are asking questions that if they didn't have that, group, they'd basically be scratching their heads, hopefully calling support where, you know, I'm sitting there sometimes, you know, by the way, why don't you just go here? You know, like the answer is right here. I know it, you're asking it. And here's a community. In this case, it was like LearnDash. Um, but, you know, these Slack groups, whatever, the technology is almost independent. It's the fact that you have a community of people. And um, I, I met up with a guy in, in this Learn Dash group, and I'm going, he's always answering questions. And I go, hey, uh, would you be interested in having a Zoom call? And he goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Ends up he's an American living in Japan. Oh, wow. It was nothing but Learn Dash consulting, which I thought was hilarious. And I'm going, how long have you been there? He goes, oh, I mean, it was like eight years or something. And I'm going, and here's this guy over there, and his his wife is also, you know, they both work there. They, they you know, I guess they're locals now. And um, he, he spends his life answering questions. Why? Because then someone comes up, by the way, I need some help. Can you, it's almost his own marketing plan, is participating in the community, giving information. Uh, and, and in response, people are, you know, going, hey, how can you give me a hand? Yeah, that, that's such a powerful way to participate and and grow. Again, this is about networking, right? It, it's a byproduct of connecting with people and helping them. Is you're you're building a network and you're you have the chance to showcase your expertise in a way that isn't picking up the phone and saying, "Hey, I have a service to offer you." You're actually helping someone. Yeah, and and but you know you're you're talking about uh, and it's Vistage, right? And Tech Tech Canada. Uh, when when I started this business, so this is year eight of this business full time, but about 10, 11 years ago uh, is when I was first introduced to Infusionsoft. And at their first user conference that I attended, I, I met up with a group that was promoting their mastermind. And I joined this mastermind thinking, what a great way to learn Infusionsoft from people that are experts. It was so much more than a tech learning group because uh, like right now, all of my team members are overseas. And it's an offshoot directly because I, I, at the time I was hiring college students because I was teaching. And, uh, you know, one of the guys there says, talk to this guy, Matt. Matt hires people from overseas. I, I still am connected with Matt on Facebook, but he does not know how valuable that one, you know, couple of months where he was, no, no, try this and try that. It was priceless because now, as a matter of fact, people come to me, hey, how do I find some overseas people? Oh, go here, 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 and here, because I've been doing it for like 10 years. 
Uh, and it was all part of this community that had nothing to do with how do I staff my team? Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, you've brought up a couple really exciting points here is that these communities are global when you're online. You, you're not necessarily uh, connecting with somebody who's, who's right next door. And then obviously the experience is there that you can offer support, but you can also get support. Yeah. That obviously is, 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 is what we're, you know, the topic of conversation today, but it's just the participation and the willingness for people to support others is such a powerful group of, of allies and supporters that you get access to by just participating. Um, and one of the things that kind of stood out for me from some of the earlier podcasts uh, and your story, George, you know, we're talking about online communities right now. We're talking about peer groups, which, which can be facilitated uh, that are maybe more business oriented around learning and engaging with, with your peers. But that, ability as you had talked about of looking at your local uh, business groups or chamber of commerce that's another avenue where it isn't necessarily about going in there with a sales mindset and it isn't necessarily going in there like a learn dash community where you're you're focused on one topic but it it is your community it's literally your your, your kind of physical community around you and the chance to connect with people who are um, learning as well and growing as well within your space and your geography and, and your market. Uh, and, and that is another avenue that, you know, it's something that I really appreciate because I've been more focused with the online and the peer groups and, and sure, not sure. connecting as much with, with the local community. Well, and, and I, you know, before I started this business, I was very connected locally because I was very involved in the local chamber of commerces. And that's how I got involved in a lot of nonprofit groups, um, a couple of which are still customers of mine today. But if, for example, my daughters were both in my own BNI group for a period of time, which I thought was just great. One of them was right out of college, the other one was a little farther along. Um, and one of them ended up being the president of the BNI group, uh, Business Network International. I then replaced her when her, she timed out. And it was just really cool to be able to, I mean, here are two communities, my, you know, I call my family, my tribe. So my tribe of folks intersecting with my business community. And, um, it, you know, one of my daughters at the time was working for um, um, the leukemia lymphoma. No, no, she was working for one of the local hospitals and they were sponsoring one of these uh, 5k runs. So we all participated as a BNI group in a run. And I happened me and my two, those same two daughters had run a marathon earlier um, in our lives. And so it was really cool to have all these communities coming together. And then at the same time, you know, you hear a peer going, man, your daughters are so sharp. You should be really proud of them. And I'm kind of like, you know, the proud dad going, yeah, I, I am. Um, you don't always get that opportunity, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I mentioned as well that, uh, I haven't really been participating with the local uh, chambers of commerce um, in recent years, but I think I, I wanted to say as well that it's, 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 there's such an opportunity to explore different avenues of community, whether online or in person or, or in your, in your ge geography that you're in. And that's just one avenue, right? One of the things that, that we've worked at very hard over the last six years or so as an organization is to say, can we have a local impact by 
looking at opportunities to to give back that are aligned with the work that we do. Sure. And so I, I think you know something like the Chamber of Commerce that's an amazing avenue and something that that has been top of mind since I listened to to an earlier episode. But one of the things that we did is is we worked with a local charity organization as well, just directly. And talk to them about the different programming that they offered that could align with the focus of our business around digital transformation and and helping organizations and and, and people get the if you don't mind me asking, what type of organization were they? So in this case, um it was a local YWCA. Okay. And so when you think of an organization of that scale, they have different programs that they offer. And one of, the, one of the interesting things that that we were able to do as we were looking around at different uh, organizations to to work with and, and support was to be able to kind of hone in on a particular program that relates to us. And when we think about community and we think about the work that we do, one of the things that we're passionate about is helping ensure that that there's access and opportunity and a, and a platform within our industry for people from from different backgrounds to participate. And we know the tech industry, if, if we oversimplify to say, say tech, is predominantly male. Uh, and, and so what does it look like and, and how do we, um, you know, build a more uh, uh, inclusive and, and open yeah, space? Yeah, bring more women into space, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so when we looked at YWCA Toronto, we found that, you know, they had a particular program they were running, which was a girls' center in, uh, in in the east end of Toronto, where our office is, and it caters strictly to to young women, uh, usually high school age. Yeah, and and it's such it was such a unique thing to have discovered back then because you know a lot of community centers, local community centers, will have you know girls' night or women's night, but uh, it's once a week or something like that. And there hasn't been at the time, uh, five years ago, there wasn't a dedicated space in North America where women knew seven days a week they could go there and and be in a space of their own. And that's what YWCA Toronto had, had created. So what we uh, were able to do there was we said, okay, we're interested in, in supporting more uh, women and, and people from diverse backgrounds, people of color, to be a part of our community and to encourage them to pursue a career. So we were able to invite these girls to uh, conferences and events that we were hosting or that other people were hosting in the tech industry and um, have them connect with women who are leaders in technology companies yeah. where the girls are sitting there saying, I didn't know this was possible. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to them, that's like another planet so far away socially in many cases. And it's kind of like, Hey, why don't I just introduce you to over here and maybe that can get you an internship or a new job or, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and it's all because you're bringing people together. And, and, you know, I, ha I have, I'm the father of three daughters and now I have my first granddaughter. So there's no males in this family, but huh. one of my daughters is a fundraiser for a school for troubled girls. Um, it, you know, you got to find something you like. And, you know, clearly you guys matched up and, and, you know, that's how these Venn diagrams of communities kind of come together. I, I once went to a, a guy I used to rent tuxes from, and I figured he'd be a good guy to help with tuxes for, you know, poor kids or something or other. And it was interesting. He didn't, he did tell me no, but he told me no, because his give back 
is through um, animal stuff. So he was really big into the Humane Society. He was really big into, uh, you know, the SPCA, the Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, which was a total surprise. I didn't know that part of him, but he was big into dogs and cats and things. And I'm going, wow, go figure. So he's got this huge community of, you know, dog and cat people that was totally invisible to me, but that was his thing. And I go, you know, more power to you. And I'm sure, you know, whenever there was one of these fundraisers for, for, you know, the, the humane societies, he was donating tuxedos and stuff to them, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can just picture a bunch of uh, small animals with tuxedos on and that's that too. That's <laughs> probably not where he was going with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Lee, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you uh, joining and uh, sharing uh, with me the stuff. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much, George. Take care. You've been listening to the Let's Talk Community podcast with George Diaz. To subscribe to this program or find other marketing resources for your business, visit us at www.celebratingrelationships.com. That's www.celebratingrelationships.com. Thanks for listening.